Welcome to the Encounter Community Church Podcast, where we take God's Word and look at how we can utilize, practically apply it, and implement it into our lives. Hello and welcome back to the Encounter Community Church Podcast. My name is Ken Ballard Jr. I'm the pastor here at Encounter, and I'm just excited about this time of the year. I I love when we start to have that shift from the summer to the to the fall and I know in some areas of the country you're there you're you're already there some of y'all are already getting snow so so you you are even further advanced than us here in California but usually for us September tends to be one of the warmer months of the year so even though fall is supposed to hit in September it really doesn't hit for us until the middle of October, and that's when we start to really begin to see uh, the temperature change and the feelings change and the, the lighting starts to change. And I do. I, I love it. I got in the car with my daughter the other day, and we were driving to school, and it was just starting to drizzle, and the, the, the clouds were hanging over us. And I looked at my daughter, and I said, you know what? I love this time of this, this this kind of weather. I, I love this time. And she's like, you know what, Dad? I really like it too. And so we did. We had a bonding moment over the weather. <laughs> and it was it was great. But then waking up that next morning, I'm, I'm starting to go back jogging again. And it was just great to be out and the crisp air. Like I actually had to put on a, a sweatshirt to, to, to jog in and the crisp air, and it felt really good, and I was running and just got inspired with some thoughts and things and working on, but I I do. I love this time of the year where we're starting to put our sweaters on because it's getting a little brisk. I think one of the reasons why I love it is because I know that it signals that the holidays are starting to come. So, of course, Halloween's going to be here in a matter of a few days, and then after that, we got Thanksgiving. Then, of course, we got the Peace Day Resistance. And we got Christmas, which I am a huge, huge, huge Christmas fan. I love the Christmas lights. I love the Christmas decor. love the Christmas music. love the Christmas food. I just love every aspect about it. And hopefully this year will be different. We'll be able to get back to some of the experiences that we've had in the past, some of the gatherings that we've had in the past. Because, you know, we're moving forward. The numbers with COVID are, are so much better. I think we are down, from the last thing I saw, we were down 43% uh, as far as new cases compared to where we were just two weeks ago. So that's huge. That's incredible. And I hope, let's, let's keep that number going. I know there may be a, a, a chance of a spurt as far as the growth is concerned when it comes to us gathering for Thanksgiving and for Christmas. Let's try to be as careful as we can with that. But I am, I am excited about this time of the, if you can't tell, if you can't tell, but I am, I I really do love it. But with that in mind, I just wanted to take care of just a a couple of housekeeping things. For example, if, if you're listening on our website, thank you so much for listening to us. And we just want to encourage you, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, pretty much anywhere where you can find podcasts, you, you could probably find us there. 
So head on over and subscribe, and that way when we post new podcasts, uh, you'll be one of the first ones to be notified about it. It is great to be back once again. Last week, I wasn't able to record because I was knee-deep in video recording. We're still working on, our goal was to try to release our Next Steps link of our website last week, uh, but I ran into some editing issues, and I just didn't like the way it was coming together, and so I'd rather have it done right than put something up that I'm not happy about. So I'm going back through and re-recording that, and Hopefully we will see that launch within the next week or two. Uh, but my goal is to try to get that done because I really am excited about it and what it will mean for those who are on a spiritual journey and looking at how do they begin to grow closer in their relationship with God and, and, and how do we be able to utilize the spiritual disciplines and spiritual practices to, to be able to get the most out of them and be able to connect with him and be able to put some tools in your hands that will allow that to be able to happen. So excited about that. And so again, working on that, we're going to try to release that as, as quickly as possible. I, I don't want to announce a date yet, just in case there's some more editing things I need to work on. But be ready for that because it will be coming very, very soon. And so my goal is uh, the first release will be, you know, our welcome page. And we'll also have like a a Bible study page and on our welcome page it's going to have things like welcome of course there'll be a video for that and some insight and then also there'll be a video on why do it why take the next steps and then another video on how to approach the next steps and then we'll be launching the Bible study and then the cool thing is on the Bible study I'll be launching some or talking about some techniques that you can utilize and being able to get the most out of reading your Bible and growing from your Bible but then also you'll find that there will be PDFs and links and other things that you can pull from that hopefully will help you to be able to click and grow. Click and grow. I love that idea. Maybe I should coin that. Click and grow. Maybe I'll trademark that. <laughs> click and grow. But that's my prayer. Is when people come that they will be inspired to spend time with God and grow the most out of their relationship with Him. And then talking about spending time with God, last week we launched a brand new series called Rock Solid Faith in a Shaky World. And no doubt, we basically, with the experience that we had with COVID, we were able to see that life can just change on a dime. In one instant, you're healthy, you're happy, you're doing well, and then all of a sudden you're hit by this virus and it changes everything for you. I was talking to a high school student because I've been doing some outreach at North and trying to connect with students there and I was talking to a high school student and she was saying that she had received COVID and was had battled it had come out of it but she was saying like mentally it's still not the same like she hasn't really got all of her processing back yet it was it was affected by COVID and actually I've heard that from other people as well so it is I mean you go through this thing and, it, and life really does it, it changes on a dime and and changing so quickly we we get this sense of instability insecurity and so how do we have faith in the midst of that how do we develop the kind of faith that will allow us to to, to be able to grow and i'm sure that you've met those kind of people there are certain people that you meet that when they go through something somehow they are able to 
come out on the other side of it a better person. And even in the midst of it, they're able to hold on to this confidence. Even if they wrestle with their faith, even when they struggle in their faith, they're still able to hold on to this confidence that things will, will somehow work out. Or if not, they have this confidence that no matter what I go through, that God's going to take care of me, that God's going to watch over me, that God is trustworthy. I, I love that about people and their inspiration. And I'm sure that you've had those moments where you've had a chance to watch someone. And, and even in spite of just going through this challenge with COVID, you've had a chance to watch someone that just fought through this with just an incredible attitude and an incredible confidence and it feels like you go to encourage them. And, and, and I've noticed this. I've noticed when people have that kind of faith that no matter what, they won't be broken or they won't be shaken by it. It's interesting because when you go to encourage them, you walk away encouraged. They're going through the trial. They're going through the hardship. They're going through the grief. They're going through the suffering. They're going through the loss. They're going through things that should rock their world. And you go to encourage them and when you walk out the door, you walk out like, man, I, I feel good. I'm ready to take on the world. I'm inspired by the kind of faith that he or she has. So again, that, that's, that does, it, it raises the question, how do we get that kind of faith in our lives? And, and what I'm going to try to do today is I'm going to try to combine the message from two weeks ago with the message from this week as far as completing the thought process. And I promise I, won't, I will do the best that I can to not go over as far as time is concerned. But, but there are certain elements of, of both that I wanted to talk about. And the most important element that I wanted to look at initially is what is faith? Because I've heard a lot of teachings on faith and some of the teachings that I've heard have been healthy some have been not so healthy some will teach you to depend and rely on God and some of them will teach you to use faith as a tool to manipulate God sometimes the faith that is taught is based on hope and optimism and I'm not necessarily saying that it's wrong. I'm just saying it's not robust enough. And the truth is, there are times when you go through circumstances and it feels like there is no hope. And it feels like it's impossible to be optimistic. And if those are the two defining characteristics of faith, then what does that do for my faith? And as I think about that, I, I think about a story that is familiar. I don't know, I've been on this journey and I'm, I'm really excited about it, where I'm able to look at passages of the Bible, passages that I've taught, passages that I've preached about, but I don't know, maybe, maybe God has opened the door 
to where I'm going through in life and the things that I'm learning. But I'm able to see some different nuances in those passages that I didn't see before that really spoke to me. And so this one you may be familiar with. So if faith is more than hope and it is more than optimism and it's more robust than that, what, what is it? And, and I love a passage that kind of gives us a picture. It, it paints a mosaic for us in giving us a picture of what faith is. And it says this, as evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and began to fill it with water. So imagine, here you are, you're on this boat, you are row, 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 row your boating <laughs> you know, across the lake. And all of a sudden this squall, it comes up and it's huge and the winds are starting to move and you're looking at it and, and now you're having waves starting to crash against the boat and maybe you see some thunder you hear some thunder and you see some lightning in the background and 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 the wind builds that much more and the storms raise that much more and the waves crash that much more and it's very interesting because two of the well there were guys that were as disciples that were fishermen. They had the experience. But it says this, Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. It says the disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you care that we are going to drown? Jesus, don't you care that we gonna die? <laughs> don't you care? You sleeping, what's up with that? So here they are, they're freaking out. The storm must have been huge because you had disciples who were fishermen and they're freaking out. So it had to be bad for the, for the fishermen to freak out as well. So they go over to Jesus and they wake Jesus up. In verse 39, when Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. Suddenly, the wind stopped and there was a great calm. So I'm, I'm imagining. And it just stops instantly. Did you like my, my storm noise? Maybe I'll find a sound effect and put that in instead. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that. Cause you're like, Ken, I don't know what that was, but you get what I'm, 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 I'm what I'm getting at. So just imagine that you're in the middle of the storm you are afraid for your life. The, the waves are crashing. The wind is blowing. And you think this, and I don't have my lifeguard vest on. They didn't have lifeguard vests back then. So I didn't have my personal flotation device on that I could wear. So they are losing their ever-loving minds. So imagine that. And then, boom, Jesus speaks. And boom. It stops. It stops. And I wondered, like, 
in that moment, boom, it stops. The, the clouds like part and the sun oh, suddenly, suddenly shines through. And you have like that moment. I wonder what it was like. I mean, it would have been incredible to be there, to watch. I don't know if I would have, would have been on a boat with the disciples because I probably would have freaked out too. But just imagine what it must have felt like or been like in that moment. And so suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Now, the reason why I love this passage is because I also think it is indicative of life. That there you are. You're going through life. You are row, row, rolling your boat through life. And things seems fine. Maybe there's a little bounce here or there in the boat. Maybe there's a little ripple. But man, you are rowing. And maybe you see a fish jump out of the water and land back in the water. And you look up in the sky and you see a cloud off at the distance. But you think things will be fine and you continue to row. And then a couple of minutes, you look later and that cloud has grown and is doubled or tripled in size. And then you look in a mother moment and the next thing you know, the storm's upon you. Sometimes the storms of life are that way. Where it just feels like, man, Jesus, I, I need you to rescue me. Don't, don't you care about what it is that I'm going through? I, I love how it's put in Psalm 13. Oh Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? How long? And you usually don't ask how long something will be until it's been a long time that you've been in it. How long will this last? How long will this challenge with COVID last? How long will my business suffer? How long will my marriage be in struggles? How long will my child seem to have lost their mind? How long before they get it back? and begin to turn their life around. How long, how long must I stay in this job that I hate? How long? I mean, you can just go through and, and you're asking that question, how long am I gonna continue to go through this difficulty? How long am I gonna struggle and wrestle with myself? How long? Verse three, turn and answer me, O Lord my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes or I will die. So, so do you hear the desperation? Don't let my enemies gloat saying we have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. See, here's the thing about faith that I think is really important for us to understand. And this is why faith has to be so much more than just hope and optimism. Is faith is real. It's real. Faith does not deny what it is that you are facing, what it is that you're dealing with. Faith does not hold its proverbial head and bury it in the proverbial sand. Faith doesn't do that. Faith faces the challenge head on. 
head on. But faith is also real. And let me tell you, you can be a person of faith and struggle. You can be a person of faith and question. You can be a person of faith and work through whatever challenge it is that you need to work through and deal with. But that's what happens in this circumstance with the disciples in the boat as well, going back to Mark chapter 4. But I just really want us to understand what faith is. And then here's the thing that's really interesting. After the storm had been calmed, calmed, in verse 40, Jesus turned to them. He said, then he has asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Here's what I really want us to understand. Here's what, the heartbeat of faith is not hope and optimism. Although it can result in that, and although it, it, it can build something like that, but it's not based on that. Here is the main point. If you look at this interaction, their response to Jesus was, hey, don't you care that, we gonna, that we're going to die? Don't you care? And then when Jesus says, do you still have no faith? You know what he's really asking? Why don't you trust me? I'm in the boat. I'm with you. And if I'm in the boat and I'm sleeping, the boat's going to be fine. And you have nothing to worry about. So, so it's vital to understand that a key component of faith is trust. Is Jesus, do I trust you? Do I trust you? And it says the disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and waves obey him. They are blown away with the power of Jesus. So now here's the question. How do we build that trust? If the key component of faith is trust, how do we build it? And that's more of what I dug into this week. And it says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the, and the wind beats against the house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand, when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So, so here's the other thing that I think is important to understand. You do not build faith based on how well you believe you build faith based on how well you follow. 
Let me say that again. Might even want to tweet that later. Although I keep saying that I never tweet anything. <laughs> but I, I love the idea of, of something that, that, that one thing that can really grab us. But again, you build your faith not based on how well you believe, but based on how well you follow. Because here's the thing. You can believe until the cows come home. But you know what? Belief requires no effort. Belief requires no commitment. Belief requires no cost. Belief requires no investment. So maybe my heart, my thought processes might change and create a belief in me, but belief doesn't ultimately change my life. Belief ultimately doesn't change my life. And if you will read through the scriptures, you will find that Jesus invites people to follow him far more often than he invites people to believe in him. And there are times where Jesus will invite people to follow him even before they believe in him. Even before they believe in him. It talks about in Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, when Jesus Christ meets the disciples, Jesus Christ said, hey, come, follow me. Now notice that, come, follow me. It doesn't say come, believe in me. Come, have positive thoughts about me. It says, come, follow me. And I will show you how to fish for people. Now, why is following so important? It's because here's the thing, too, is belief does not lead to relationship. Belief does not lead to connection. But follow? When I'm walking in my shoes or walking in my shoes with you while you're in your shoes, but if, if we're walking in our shoes together and I'm experiencing what you're experiencing and I'm seeing what you're seeing and I'm seeing how you handle what it is that you handle, I begin to become influenced by the fact that I follow you. And so if you really want to build a great faith, it is vital that you learn how to follow Jesus. It is vital. Because here's the reason why. Following Jesus gives you the opportunity to allow Jesus to prove himself to you. See, I can believe in something and not change my life. But when I follow, and, and that's what made the teachings of Jesus so powerful because he gave people handles that they could follow and i talked about this a little bit on sunday but he gave people handles that they could follow and so let's be real when jesus says forgive others as i have forgiven you and there's that part of you there's that part of you that's angry as all get out and there's that part of you that wonders, like, how is this going to work out? How can I trust him? And you begin to just wonder, how is, how is this going to benefit my life if I do forgive? And so we can hold on to our bitter, bitterness. But then we decide, you know what? I, I'm just sick and tired of being bitter. 
And so he said, Jesus, show me how to forgive. And so we start going through that process of practicing forgiveness. And as we're practicing forgiveness, we begin to see how Jesus shows up and how Jesus gives us confidence in our forgiveness and how Jesus sets us free in our forgiveness and how Jesus makes us whole in our forgiveness. And then we begin to realize like some of the decisions that we made because we were angry and we wanted to medicate because we were dealing with our anger, we begin to realize it as I overcome that. And I begin to see how Jesus is enough because I followed him in practicing forgiveness by giving others the same kind of forgiveness that he's given me. And I begin to see that how in practicing that forgiveness, it sets me free. It changes my life. You know what that does? It builds trust. It builds trust. when Jesus encourages me to trust him with my finances. And again, this is not my appeal to try to give you to try to get you to give money to the church. I just want you to understand when it comes to that. So please, please, please don't turn this off, but I just really want you to hear what happens when you follow him. Because here's the thing, when I'm holding onto my, I, I can believe, I can believe God wants to take care of me. God wants to watch over me. God wants to be there for me. God wants to support me. I can believe that. But then in my finances, I don't. I don't give. I don't sacrifice. I don't offer. And I'm not talking about just giving to the church. That's great if you do. But I'm also talking about giving to your neighbor. I'm also talking about giving to a friend. I'm talking about giving to someone that you see is hurting and broken and you wanna support them. That's the type of giving. I'm talking about giving that begins to characterize my life. And I begin to give, why? Because Jesus gave his life for me to set me free. So as he gives, I follow him and giving and you know what that does is when I say you know what Jesus I'm going to trust you with my finances I'm going to give I'm going to give it to church I'm going to give to others I'm going to give to you I'm just going to give and then what happens is you start seeing how Jesus takes care of your needs you start seeing how Jesus watches over you and you start seeing how even in the midst of your finances it seems like it just works out where you're being taken care of. It just seems to work out that way. And I don't know. I, I, here's the thing. I, I, I'm not, I, I'm, I have never, sorry, I'm stuttering a lot, am I? <laughs> Aren't I? <laughs> I guess I'm just so excited. I have never been, nor will I ever be, someone who will endorse giving God money so that God will give money back to you. Again, that so cheapens the heart of giving. Jesus didn't give his life for you to get something back. He gave his life for you because he loves you. Flat out. Simple. And, and so what happens is when you begin to give, you, you want to become more compassionate? Give. Give to those who are hurting. Give your time, your energy, and your effort to loving the broken and watch what happens to your compassion. You want to grow in your understanding? Give. You want to grow in your mercy? Give. You want to grow in your grace? Give. 
And in doing so, what you are doing is you are modeling the same kind of life that Jesus lived when Jesus said, follow me. And when you do, that's when you begin to show or you begin to see how Jesus shows up in your life. And what that does, that builds faith. It builds faith. Because again, if the key component is faith, of faith is trust, then you have to begin to put your life in positions where you have to trust God and rely on him and depend on him. And again, just watch what God will do. So I really do hope that you have been encouraged by this perspective about faith. And, and here's what I want to do is I just want to give you practical things, a practical handle. What is it that God is asking you to do in your life right now? What is he asking you to do? Maybe it's time to give it a try. Because maybe in doing that, you follow him. And you are building a rock-solid faith. Well, again, thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your journey. Please don't miss next week because we're going to talk about relationships and how Jesus can provide those relationships with people that build our faith and cause us to grow and cause us to change and cause us to develop that can also change our lives. And also how we can be that person for someone else. It's, just make sure you're here next week. I think you're going to be encouraged by it. But with that in mind, thank you so much for the opportunity to be able to just be an encouragement to you. And I really do hope that you begin to build the kind of faith that no matter what happens, you can stand on and not have your world shaken. Well, again, it counts about three things. Love up. Let's fall madly and passionately in love with God. Love out. Let's love others and love in. If you do both of those, you'll learn how to love yourself. And just a quick thing, this coming Sunday, for those of you that are interested, we're doing our trunk or treat. So put your kids in costumes, come on out, and you can be a part of that. Now, here's the thing we're letting people know as well. You don't have to come to church to be a part of it. If you just want to come after church and do trick-or-treating with your kids, you're more than welcome to do that. More than welcome to do that. We would just love to have you come and hang out if you want to be someone who passes out candy. Feel free to let us know. Come on out and do that. So RSVP, if you're going to come, RSVP, whether you are bringing your kids or whether you're decorating your trunk, the best decorated trunk is going to get a gift card of 25 bucks to AMC Theaters. But then also, make sure you bring candy. We're asking for pre-wrapped candy that you'll pass out, just like you pass out for Halloween or trick-or-treat at your house. But it should be a wonderful day. So just want to invite you to come out for that. Well, take care. God bless you. And we'll see you once again next week. Thank you so much for joining us for the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you could do us a favor, whatever service it is that you're listening to this podcast on, please rate and review us. If there's anything that we can do better, please let us know. But by rating and review, it also make our podcast easier for others to be able to find. If you would like to support us at Encounter financially with what it is that we're doing to make a difference in our community, 
whether it's the mobile food bank, whether it's serving at North High School, or making a difference, again, in our community, feel free to head over to our website, encountercommunity.church. Click the link that says online giving. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way, when we post new live streams or new vlogs, you'll be updated. As well as, please head over to Facebook and like our page. That way, when we post new podcasts, again, new vlogs, new live streams, or have church events, you'll be updated and know what's going on here at Encounter. As we said before, thank you so much. We're so glad to have you with us, and we look forward to you being a part of the podcast next week.